Derek Wetmore covers the Twins for our website, 15hardyspn.com, and we uh, pump out regular touch all podcasts going deep on the Twins. Derek, uh, magic number of three for the Twins over the Angels, but the Twins do get three against Cleveland and um, three against the White Sox for the Angels, so... It might there might be some delayed gratification here. I don't think they're in danger of not clinching that wild card spot this week, but it might not be like oh two wins against Cleveland and you're you're popping champagne yeah, midweek. But still, you're feeling pretty good about this right now. If you're yes. the Twins, you've got a big cushion, and then you can't really catch the Yankees. So, I mean, you kind of have it mapped out. You know where you're going to be, and they have the luxury now of setting up their rotation, maybe getting some guys a little rest. Yes, I know this is premature. But go ahead, take care of that magic number. Nobody else seems to want to challenge you for that second wild card spot. So clinch the postseason, and then you schedule Irv to go in the wild card game. Give guys like Joe Maurer, Brian Dozier, Byron Buxton, give them their days off or half days off, however you want to do it. The Twins are in a pretty good spot right now after, obviously, a miraculous comeback. But really, I think anybody, even optimists, after the deadline, would be surprised that they're sitting so pretty with a full week to go left in the regular season. Question for both you guys. Uh, among the the resurgences and among the important things, I mean, the Buxton one is one because he went from hitting a buck 90 to now, I think, 253, and he struck out three times on Sunday. Where does Kyle Gibson rank? And I get that he's got a ton of run support. So the starting point is he has made a bunch of starts here in the past couple months where where the Twins have scored a lot of runs for him. But nonetheless, this was a guy who I would say in early July, a lot of us basically said, good riddance, let's write him off, don't want to see him again. When you look at the fact that he has come back and contributed, where does that rank among pleasant surprises and important things that have that have uh, transpired within the season? Um, fourth. It ranks fourth. Okay. And I have fair. the list. Because Buxton's <laughs> 1A. Very fair. <laughs> you asked for a number. No, I, no, I don't. This is like Phil's question, right? Where we ask, "How big was it when you X, Y, and Z? How how big was it when That's you picked the... up the third down? Oh, it was huge. It was really no, really no, big no, 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 but like, how big was it? <laughs> you ever notice that with okay, side tangent with with like sideline reporter questions, or you get this a lot on like TV post game. Hey, uh, can you just can you explain just how crucial it was to blah blah blah, and then they start to answer? Uh, well, it was really crucial. I think you need to stop them. No, 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 no. I need you to quantify how crucial it was. <laughs> Give me the exact. How answer. important was it? What really? was the level? So yes. all right. So it's fourth though. It's fourth. Okay. And, and, and I'm I'm being serious. I'm being a little flippant because I like making fun of that. But Byron Buxton's one A. Mm-hmm. Number two, I think you'd have to say is Jorge Polanco, given the extreme nature of his turnaround. I came into this season thinking the Twins might have a star hitter on their hands, at least relative to a shortstop. Here's a guy who's put up good numbers in the minor leagues. Right. He was impressive in early goings in his major league career. And it fell apart disastrously for Jorge Polanco. He was one of the worst hitters in baseball. And I kind of started pointing that out like, hey, what's going on? What happened to this guy's bat? And the Twins sort of played, oh, nothing to see here. It's no big deal. He's fine. But it kept going, and it kept going. And it got to the point where you thought, this guy's going to get sent out. Like, if he had a minor league option, he would have been in Rochester. Yeah, his his performance in the first half made you think a lot differently even about Brian Dozier, and oh, yeah. when, when when you were still kind of in should they trade mode, like well if Polanco's not going to be a starter, then and now all of a sudden Polanco's a starter, and Dozier is one of the best players told, in baseball, and you got Nick Gordon coming up, I, it's I, now you're back in. I told you guys, mm-hmm. grandfather died, wife was pregnant, sure, right there, 
That's why that it's impossible to focus at that point. Sure. No, no, no. I look. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying he no. went from one of the worst hitters in baseball to yeah. then for a stretch he was one of the best mm-hmm. in August. Maybe cooled down a little bit in September, but he's still a guy that you feel good about hitting third in your lineup, which. You never would have said that in April, May, or June. So for me, the list starts with Buxton. Second is Polanco. Third is your guy, the first baseman, Joe Maurer. My guy His resurgence has been remarkable. I wrote a column about it yesterday, 1500ESPN.com, if you want those five thoughts. But number four on my list, Judd, is Kyle Gibson. He's gone from guy you wouldn't trust to start in a pinch to very legitimate third starter in the big leagues and a guy who's... Probably, if you make it to the division series, I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. If you make it there, he's probably your game three starter now. That's it's pretty hard to overstate the importance of his turnaround here. The last would, two months. Would, would you? So it, it, there's been a turnaround. Would you now call him a legitimate number three starter in baseball? Because I'm not ready to go that well, far yet. Like he's the Twins' number three starter, right? But, but if mean, you're lining up the Twins' playoff rotation against the other playoff rotations, there one of these things is not like the other. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm higher, still skeptical on it. I think I'm higher on Kyle Gibson than you are, Phil. We've talked about this a lot totally on the agree. podcasts. Um, like, do I think I'm going to give him a, a four-year deal this offseason because he's proved it here for a month and a half or two months? No way. He's avoided being – He's honestly, he's avoided being non-tendered in the offseason. Like, Kyle Gibson's accomplishment, I think if you would have – had to make the decision after the first three months of the season. All right, well, you got you want to tender him a contract no. for five or six million. No the answer would have been no. So he has at least avoided being non-tendered and will be a starting pitcher next year for the Twins. Yes, like he's accomplished that. Yes, but I think you maybe you've been hanging out with Judd too much, but you guys are looking so far ahead right now that the importance of Kyle Gibson to me right now is to get you to the postseason, which he's about to do. Yes, and then. If you beat the Yankees, which is a coin flip game in New York, good luck. If you beat the Yankees and you're going to face the Indians or something like that, Kyle Gibson is starting one of those games for you. Now we'll see what happens. I think I kind of want to see how this plays out. But personally, for me, I think that this is a real step forward for Kyle Gibson in his career. I think he's made real strides, and it's not just sort of fluke or luck or run support. I think he's legitimately a better pitcher, and now he gets the rest of the year to go out and prove it. Am I crazy for saying yes. that this Twins team will? <laughs> I know right I'm there. nuts. I, I know I'm nuts. But is it crazy to say that this Twins team strikes me as a damn near ideal coin flip type of team? That, that coin flip game? A, a series, I think you're in trouble. If you play a really good team, I think you're done. But I think. But does this this Twins team with their sort of devil may care? We got nothing to lose. Sure. They always bounce back. They have a ton of ways to score runs too. Yep. It's yeah. not just like three run homer team like, or piranha if you, team. If you put them, if you put them against a team that that even in the past, including as as recent as a week ago, they struggled against in a three game series. I feel like this Twins team is the ideal team to say, okay, boys, let's see. Well, and you get Irv on the mound, which helps a lot with that mentality. I think that every time Irvin Santana starts a game, everyone in the clubhouse thinks, yeah, we'll probably win today. You know, And it doesn't always play out like that. He's definitely had some clunkers. He's not immune to that. But I think it's a confidence factor that it's hard to, it's hard to put your finger on, and it's hard to fake. You, know, you hope that Bartolo Colon has a nice it's start. It's good goaltending in, in the hockey exactly playoffs. Right. Exactly it you, right. It gives you added steam going into the game. And that's the only spot that I would sort of say – they're not the perfect team because I'd rather have Clayton Kershaw or like I'd rather have Corey Kluber. But given that you have this lined up fairly well to go get your best, uh, most trustworthy starter in Irvin Santana, make that start. 
and you're one of the best offenses in baseball, very legitimately. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good situation, even if you have to go into New York, even if you have to face a guy like Luis Severino. Yeah, the, the Twins aren't uh, – I don't think you can just call them an afterthought if they do make it to the postseason. If they go into that game and it's and if the pitching matchup is Severino versus Irvin Santana, does it, does it look to be that right now, Severino well, versus Santana? I, it's, it remains to be seen what the Yankees do with Severino this week because he was scheduled to pitch on September 30th in the attempt to try to catch the Red Actually, Sox. Well, now that I think they're a little bit there, it's going to be hard okay, to catch the let Red me, Sox. Let me amend it then. I don't care who pitches for Severino. the Yankees because he's their best pitcher, and even if he pitches, or anyone after him, if the Twins go in with Irvin Santana as their starter, I almost expect them to win. I'm not saying they should absolutely win the game, but my mind is more like, I think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to beat the Yankees in that wild card game if Irvin Santana is the starter. And if all of the the guys in the lineup that we've seen the last couple months are healthy, um, it's yeah, it, it just it feels a lot different than the the other matchups against the Yankees. Actually, when we come back, let's get a little presumptive here with the magic number at three. And I because you and I were talking off the air yesterday, Derek. What should they do with their? Because you can reset the roster for each round of the playoffs, and so they can they can customize a roster for that Yankees game. Who else should they have on deck? Let's just get out in front of it. And something that kind of surprised me over the past few days in regards to the Twins and the American League. Mackie and Judd talking Twins with Wetmore. Hey, guys. Before we continue on with the rest of this Touch em All podcast, it's Phil Mackie here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners to tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three-plus decades And there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Hey, guys, it's Derek one more time. If you enjoyed these and you want more, There's plenty more where that came from, 1500ESPN.com. I've got my series up there. Or you can sign up for my email list. You'll find that by going to 1500ESPN.com, pulling up any of these Twins columns. If you scroll to the bottom, put your email address in there, you are automatically subscribed to my Baseball Insider list, where you'll get a lot of these columns and analysis. If you want to follow my coverage, you can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Derek Wetmore MLB. Mackie and Judd are back. So, enough of the formalities. What say we get down to it? On 1500 ESPN. It's shock either one of you guys, and Derek Wetmore is hanging out with us, just how easily the other wild card candidates bowed out of the race in the last week. Yeah. I mean, like, the Twins got smoked in New York, and you kind of thought, oh, boy, this is... I know they get Detroit coming up here, but if you don't take care of Detroit, the Angels are right there. The Rangers are right there. Even the Royals were coming up from behind. And then the Angels went and lost six in a row. Yeah. The Rangers soiled themselves. The Rangers, like, the Rangers impressed me the, the most because they lost to the A's. Now, yeah. at, at least the Angels were playing the Astros, so you're like, okay, they're playing superior competition, and they clearly don't mind getting beat. I think always remember with the A's, though, compared to other bad teams, the yeah. A's are always trying to win and scrappy. They just don't have a budget. The White Sox and the Tigers, like when you sell off all those big pieces, that's a pretty clear message to the clubhouse. But for the A's, it's always, hey, little engine that could, little engine that could. Let's, yeah, we're playing a let's dump try to the stadium be, and let's try to slay Goliath. Uh, to your point, I'm surprised, but then again, I'm reminded that these are bad teams. I mean, as 
as much as the Twins should celebrate this season, they absolutely should. Uh, obviously, the the biggest turnaround that I've ever witnessed year to year. They're going to finish just a little bit above 500, and these other teams are going to be like right there. I mean, Kansas City might be a 500 team, probably not. Same with Texas. The Angels are right on the cusp right now. They're 77 and 78, a game below 500. That, and you say the A's, Judd, with such, uh, like, you're so dismissive. Like, that's a bad baseball team, right? I mean, I think yeah. we'd all agree. In, sitting in this room, we'd all agree the yeah. A's are a bad baseball team. Yes. They're 72 and 83, only six games worse than the team that the Twins are trying to fend off right now, this the Angels. Is, this is true, but baseball, God bless them, baseball looked at the football formula and said, how can we keep interest? Sure. That, that's why, as, as a well, purist... That's not, I mean, the argument is how bad are the A's, and the answer is not nearly as bad as the Tigers and the Whites. No, are. But, 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 I mean, going back to discussions that we've had probably since May or June, the American League is just not that good. It's got a couple really good teams, three good teams, but... This conversation, as a baseball purist, the when they added the extra playoff spot, I thought, that's just too much. But you know what it's done? It's kept a lot of people engaged who would have checked out long ago, mm-hmm. probably including us. So ultimately, it's worked, and that's the football formula. How can we keep fan bases and teams as engaged as possible? Uh, I have in front of me here, by the way, and, and if the, hopefully the Twins don't completely uh, tank this week and render this, this discussion useless, but their magic number is three, so they should be fine. The 2015 Yankees wild card game roster, just to get a feel for, okay, you can plan your roster for one, your 25 man roster for one game, a coin flip game, and then you can reset it for the division series. So, how would you construct a baseball roster for one game? It's interesting, right? Like, it'd be different yeah. than you would construct it for a season. And they went with nine pitchers and 16 position players for okay. their game. Huh. And I would have thought a little bit different of a ratio. I would have thought maybe 12 pitchers or 11 but fewer starters, so that if the game goes, maybe you have two starters, one who starts the game, and then if the game goes 20 innings, which it could, you just don't want to get caught with a position player out on the mound. Uh, But the Yankees went with one starting pitcher in Tanaka, but then they had Ivan Nova and Luis Severino, too, as as like sort of swing guys who could go multiple innings. So I don't know if that, if you go with Irvin Santana as your starter, and then how many relievers and or long guys do you want, and then how many position players do you want? It's an interesting strategic conundrum for these managers. Well, so there's a different conversation to be had, a wild card game versus a division series. Because a division series, you need to protect yourself with starters. Even if you're not going to have five on the roster, you're still you're mindful of that you have to play as, as many as five and then later seven games. So a wild card is different, but I still think that you have to play to the strengths of the roster, Phil. I don't think that you just take Irv and bullpen guys, and then just as many offensive contributors as you can possibly have, just on the off chance that maybe Nico Goodrum needs to pinch hit in the 14th inning. Like, I don't think you have to necessarily protect yourself for that as much as you do the pitching innings load. So, I mean, obviously you're starting with Irvin Santana, but then I'd still take a handful of other starters. And I've got my list kind of out here in front of me. I, I only see 13 and maybe 14 position players that you need. You got your starters you got your backup catcher. You're going to take a guy like Kenny Vargas, obviously. You're going to take a guy like Zach Granite for his defense and speed late in games. I think that the Twins just have to play to the strengths of their roster. And to me, that would not be taking, you know, whatever whatever it is, a, a long list of bullpen arms. I think you take 
the four, five, six bullpen arms that you'd be okay with, but you don't have to force Gabrielle Moya to be on a wild card roster just because you need extra arms. I, I think there are some things like that to consider strategically, but the Twins still just have sort of their roster, and they should go with their strengths that got them here. So if if you're going to do that, you're going to take Irv is going to start for you. You want the list? I yeah. just I just yeah, didn't go through it quick. I just didn't want. To, I mean, it's boring. But no, go. No, no this is. I'd the, be curious to hear. Playoff it. baseball in an unexpected situation yeah, is not, not boring. boring at all. Yeah. No. So I'm taking four starters, and we can debate the semantics of this. But Urban Santana, Barrios, Gibson, and Cologne. That's sort of protecting. It's also sort of just a cap tip to Cologne, who's a popular guy in the clubhouse and has very much saved their season. It's not like he's been the superstar, but you got competency when you should have been expecting laughing stock, and to that, hats off to him. Mm-hmm. I'm also giving just the regular position players. So Castro and Jim- Jimenez behind the plate. Um, I've got Maurer and Vargas, Dozier, Escobar, Adrianza, Polanco, and then outfielders, Rosario, Grossman, Buxton, Kepler, Granite. I'm assuming that Miguel Sano is not going to be back for this game. I think he's that's not. pretty... I think that's pretty well decided. Yeah. And knowing, too, that doesn't really matter how long this stretches on, I'd be surprised if you see him again this year. Um, And then it's just finishing up with the bullpen. I've got six guys on here. I still have to pick two more. I haven't decided who I want yet. So you want 12, you're on 12 pitchers. 12 pitchers. Um, or you know what? I also have a position player. I could if see you making keep the case. Four starters. You probably don't need twelve pitchers. No, 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 no. Don't need it. But I also don't see you using twenty five spots on on the roster. So it's like just protecting for contingencies. Yeah. What if this game goes nineteen innings? You'd better be ready for it. For sure. You're, you're, you're you're not. Abs- you absolutely yeah. have to plan for that. So I think you can debate. Oh crap! We're on the twelfth, and we ran out of pitchers. Shoot, like, we well, only brought Irvin Santana, Bartolo, baby. Bartolo's pitching if <laughs> we, she goes nineteen. And the we, Twins have enough switch hitters where they don't need to do a bunch of maneuvering. And like, plus, you just you trust their starters. Their lineup has been so good. You're not going to be pinch hitting a lot late in that game. It's mostly speed, defense, replacements. I could see you making the case for having Mitch Garver. They just haven't used him a whole lot, so he's tentatively off one of the guys I'm considering with these last two spots. Anyway, the bullpen, Matt Belial, Trevor Hildenberger, Taylor Rogers, Ellen Buznitz. That's where I kind of think the trust stops. Then you go on and you get guys like Ryan Presley, Buddy Boshears to yeah. play matchups. Like I would trust some starters to come in more than I would trust Absolutely. like Buddy Boshear. So uh, that's Wetmore. You can find his stuff on 15hardespn.com and also the Touch Em All Twins podcast. We'll have another episode out probably in the next day or two and uh, you can find all kinds of content on that feed. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.